so much for joining us today. I'm Lauren Hall with Modern Day Hypnosis. I've got my awesome co-host, Troy Blankenship, Virtual Hypnosis Today. And joining us is one of Troy's past clients, Natasha. I'm super excited for you guys to get a real live take on Natasha's story. Troy, kick us off. Well, welcome everybody. Thanks for having us back. And thanks for listening to us. We certainly appreciate it. Co-Creation Nation, two places that you can always hook up with us. You can head on over to Facebook uh, where we have our fan page, Co-Creation Nation, or you can uh, check us out on our website, which is hypnosisinaction.com. So I thought today would be kind of an exciting time where I can bring on one of my favorite people, Natasha, who was one of my most favorite clients uh, and still remains so to this day. And, and I, I'm lucky enough uh, and, you know, to call her my friend. And, you know, we worked together and she made, in my opinion, she'll let us know uh, what her thoughts are. But, you know, in my opinion, she made such a wonderful transformation. And, you know, it's, I always say this, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, to, I, I've said this to Natasha, I say this to Lauren all the time. My greatest reward is to see someone change right before my eyes. And that's what I feel like I saw and experienced when I was working with Natasha. So Natasha, welcome to Co-Creation Nation. We're so happy to have you. Yeah. From, coming, coming from your, your daughter's room, you said, right? Yes. Yes. My, my almost 15 year old daughter's room. I'm trying to stay out of everyone's way. <laughs> <laughs> and if I had to take a guess, you painted that wall behind you. Um, yes. And the one in front of me, yeah, that's <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. You're so crafty. Hmm. So I have you on here. I think your, you know, your story in particular resonates with uh, and will resonate with our audience. I know that uh, we've already done, uh, you know, you and I have already done a testimonial. Your uh, story has been an inspiration for people who have gone to my website, who have wanted to learn more about hypnosis. For some reason, they seem to resonate with you, your story. I don't know if it's your personality, what you've been through, what you were going through at, at, at one point. I don't know what it is, but we'll delve, you know, we'll dive into all that a little bit more in depth here over the next 20 to 30 minutes. But what I want to do first is, uh, you know, let's go back and I want to dive right back into the very beginning. So before we even knew of each other's existence before we even had that first phone call, which I believe was on a weekend. And I want to say it was on a sun Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, one of those days, but I knew it was on the weekend, you know, before we met, before we started working together, what was going on in your life? Can you kind of paint that picture for everyone? Yeah, of course. Um, in a nutshell, um, it was hell. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't mean to sugarcoat it in any way, but I think um, anxiety is something that I've had, struggled with, lived with, dealt with um, off and on for quite, you know, well over a decade. Um, and I felt like I had it pretty well under control. Um, and I think without knowing it, I kind of, you know, just handled it, my, handled it myself um, at one point you know, long ago when my daughter was first born, um, I had bad postpartum depression and it was just every day with anxiety attacks and stuff like that. And somehow, I don't know, I was able to change my brain without really knowing. And, and I, I got over, like, I was just like, I kind of put my, you know, uh, metaphorical foot down and I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And somehow I was able to, I don't know, to, I just, it just happened. I couldn't really explain it. 
So fast forward, um, COVID, um, three children, uh, my husband and I have three children, you know, jobs, everything. And I think COVID for me and probably for a lot of other people just really blew the lid off of everything. I mean, it took what I thought I had control over and just blew it out of the water. Um, and it was, it just became, I was worried and had anxiety over everything. And it's always over the things that I can't possibly control, you know, and, and a million what ifs all the time. And just the hamster on the wheel in my brain, just going a million miles an hour. And it's just shrapnels of what if, like, what if this, what if that, what if, you know, what if my kids get sick? What if my husband loses his job? What if we can't pay our bills? What if, you know, mm -hmm. and it was really hard to quiet my brain. And it got to a point before, just before I found you that I literally felt like I was holding on by a thread. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, it was really hard for me to function daily as a mom. Um, I'm also self-employed, so it was difficult for me to keep my mind on my tasks, on my job and perform that at the best ability that I, I normally would have. Um, every single aspect of my life was, was struggling. Yeah. And did you feel, were you, I know a lot of us can have friends that are in those same situations. Did you feel like you were alone with that anxiety? Yes and no. Like I felt like I have friends that would understand where I'm coming from, but the friends that I had that would understand me, I felt wouldn't be able to help me. Like they would be able to understand, like I could sit down and talk to them and they wouldn't think I was a crazy loon, but they wouldn't really be able to offer any kind of, it would just be more of a sympathetic ear, yeah. you know, it wouldn't have been any assistance really, you know, which I'm not downplaying talking about things. Um, it's very, very important to, to talk about things and to get them out of your brain and out of your mouth and just, you know, it does help. Um, but those that were like my immediate family, like I really felt like I didn't want to burden my children with it. Uh, my, my daughter is, is my eldest child. She's going to be 15 in December and we're very close. We have a super, super close relationship. I mean, if any of you have teenagers, she tells me she's glad I'm her mom on the regular. So we have a really close relationship. Um, but you know, she's, she's my child and I didn't want to share anything with her and add anything to her plate. Mm -hmm. Um, my husband is a Marine and he's very, you know, kind of black and white straight to the point, you know, no circum, you know, no, uh, pomp and circumstance at all. And his kind of, you know, take on it is like, just don't worry about it you know, which is super easy to say to anyone, like, well, just don't worry about it. Like if, if it comes to that, it comes to that and we'll deal with it at that time. But that's not how it worked in my brain. Like, I can't just be like, I'm not going to worry about that. Like, that's not how it, it was working. So I knew that there was people that I could talk to, but I didn't feel like there was anyone that could help me. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, um, 
what motivated you? You know, what, what was this pain that motivated you enough? Because I remember it was on Facebook that the yeah. stars aligned and the clouds cleared, as I always say, right? That, you know, <laughs> you reached out to me. So what, you know, what was the pain that, you know, finally made you decide, hey, you know, I need to reach out and I need to figure out how to get better. I need to figure out a solution. And why did you decide to choose hypnosis? Because that's what you knew I did. Yeah. Um, the pain was really just feeling like I was going to feel this way every day for the rest of my life. And this was going to be my struggle. This is going to be my lot in life every day until I died. And the only time I would ever get release from this or any kind of calm to my storm, if you will, is when I was dead. And that's a horrible feeling. You know, it makes life really difficult to live. Like I was just mentally very downtrodden and just exhausted and just really like pulling my weight through every single day. And I remember getting up you know, I'm very, you know, affected by my environment. So like sunshine, windows, you know, going outside for a walk, you know. Um... Sorry, are you there? Okay. Yeah, we're here. So I just, you know, I felt horrible and getting up in the morning normally would be something that would bring me joy, you know, the start of a new day and new possibilities and all the you know, the great things that could happen. And it just turned into dread, you know, because the only time during the day I was getting any kind of release or, you know, the hamster would step off that GD wheel and take a nap is when I went to sleep mm. and right. my brain shut off. And I, if I could have lived the rest of my life sleeping, I would have, you know, I probably would have elected for that. Um, so I reached out to you just because I was really lost. And I was like, you know what, at this point in my life where I am, if you, and I've told you this before, Troy, if you would have told me you need to stand on your head and spit jelly beans, I would have learned. I would have been dedicated every single day to learning how to stand on my head and do that. Like if that's what you said, this is, this is the cure. This mm -hmm. is what will help you. I would have done it. So at that point in time, it didn't matter that you did hypnosis, honestly, or that, I mean, it, you, you could have been a magician. You could have been like, I would have sought under every rock and every, like, I was just, I was really at my wits end and I didn't, I didn't really see a clear way out. And refresh my memory. Um, how long were you dealing with all this, you know, this anxiety and stress and all this? Um, well, like I said, I, off and on, I've dealt with it for the better part of two decades. Um, but this recent bout where I felt like I didn't have control over it and it was, it was managing my life instead of me managing it, um, was probably a, f a few months. Um, you know, initially when COVID started, you know, I was able to hold on to it, if you will, for a little while, um. And just as, as things started happening, my anxiety just started snowballing and mm -hmm. there was just so many moving parts and schools and testing and, you know, the media 
does not help at all. And they inflate a lot of stuff. And it's, it's like all they really want to do is scare people into compliance and there's fear mongering everywhere. And I had to totally tune out of that. I couldn't watch anything. Um, anytime conversations came up about stuff, I had to like excuse myself because I was trying really hard to keep it together and I couldn't allow other outside. Like I already got enough in here. I don't need any more negativity being like thrust upon me. So I just, you know, tried my best to shut all out, shut out all the negativity, but there's so much, especially in a pandemic that's never happened before that no one knows, you know, everyone's scared. Everyone's running around like a chicken with their head cut off. Everyone's buying toilet paper. Everyone's freaking out. You know, that's right. That's right. It was impossible to shut it out. I mean, they're everywhere you looked, every radio station, every anything, it was everywhere. And, you know, then on top of it, as a parent, you get questions from your children. And it's your job to try and keep their lives normal, Mm -hmm. you know, try to explain to them that it's going to be okay and try to keep them calm and not let their world explode. So it was just like from all sides. I just wanted to crawl into a little hidey hole and just, I don't know, sleep, just hibernate until it was over. But unfortunately, that wasn't an option. I just love hearing you share this because the emotion in your story is really palpable. I think any person could really feel it and, and probably uh, relate. And if they're listening and they're still there, then that's the whole purpose of, of having you on today to, to help remind people that no matter how long you've dealt with something, you don't have to stay stuck. It's not a life sentence. Mm-hmm. I wonder, Natasha, you know, when you found Troy and you were open to hypnosis because you were open to anything, did you have, you know, fears or concerns about trying one more thing? You know, cause I know sometimes people get their hope into trying something that maybe works for a week, mm-hmm. but it's not lasting. And then they, they feel um, even more discouraged. Did you have yeah. that? Yeah. And I talked to Troy about this too. Um, because I mean, at the point I was at, like I said, I would have tried anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, excuse me, I have had friends that have struggled, um, with anxiety and it, you know, it's come up in conversation and it's really frustrating because like a lot of things, it seems to be a a very much, um, a money-making market, Mm -hmm. you know, like you'll see, um, you know, try this essential oil. It's, Mm -hmm. it's going to help with your anxiety. You know, here's a little bracelet with little black stones, put the essential oil in there and it'll, you know, you'll just breathe the lavender and it'll just make your life better. And it'll be, you know, and when you are desperate and I don't know that anyone understands this, except you of those, those of you who are listening possibly and, and know what I'm talking about, but when you're desperate, any any, anything, like you'll try it. And, And I'm the same way. I tried CBD oil, you know, I tried, you know, different diets, different, you know, exercise, this, that, the other, I tried, you know, a lot of things and, and I, I'm not going to discredit. I'm, I'm a huge believer now, um, in treating everything like, you know, diet and, and exercise is an extremely integral, important part of, of 
you know, your whole body health, which, you know, also affects your brain. Um, but I just needed something more and it just, you know, exercise and diet and everything else that I was trying or had tried in the past didn't help. Um, I, end, I ended up being one of those few people apparently that are, um, immune, if you will, to CBD oil. It doesn't do anything for me. There's no negative side effects, but nothing happens, you know? So I, I had really hope in that, you know, because I heard, you know, that's been a trend for a while now. And I heard so many good things from, from people I trust and people I love, you know, and they're like, Oh, it's done wonders for me. It's done wonders for my dog. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. the whole family takes it. And I was like, well, maybe this is, this is it for me. And I, I gave it a good college try. You know, I dedicated a solid month to one type of CBD and I got nothing. And then I, I upped the dose and I, change from like a capsule or, or whatever, if you will, to a sublingual, just like, um, tincture that you put mm-hmm. on your tongue. And I dedicated myself to that for another solid month and nothing was really changing. So I completely can empathize with, like I said, those of you who have tried it all and have seen infomercials or whatever the case may be, heard things on the radio or heard things from friends and family. Um, you know, yeah. So there was definitely a concern there, but I think just the, the feeling of losing control of my life was, I, I didn't, I didn't care what the risk was. I mean, if it didn't work, what did I have to lose? You know, I felt like I was losing everything anyway. I mean, to be completely honest, and I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer or be, you know, um, just super negative, but I really felt like if I kept going on the path I was going, I was going to end up in like the the insane asylum. Like I, I just really felt like I was losing my grip on everything. I mean, obviously I knew what was real and what wasn't, but it was just the fear of everything. Like the fear, the anxiety was just backing me into a corner and it was just slowly chipping away at my ability to, run my life, to be a parent, to run my job, to be a wife, to go grocery shopping, to, you know, I mean, it was just, and like I said, the media was, was a huge part in that because it was just like, you know, you can't go anywhere. Don't leave your house, you know, don't do this, you know, wipe every single surface down that you touch and make sure you're sanitizing groceries when you take them home. And, you know, and it was just, it plays so nicely into the anxiety, you know, and it's like, I worried for my children, you know, what did they touch when we were in the store? You know, I'm like, as soon as we got back in the truck, I'm like methodically sanitizing everyone's hands and like, you know, and it was just, it just got out of control. And it, like I told Troy, I was just, I was struggling. I really felt like I was drowning and I was like, I cannot keep doing this. Like I'm getting tired. I'm getting too tired to keep fighting back yeah i remember I, I remember when you sent me it was it was after we were finished a couple months ago i remember you sending me a picture of one of mm-hmm. those in uh those oil those natural oil infused bracelets and you're like see yeah. this is what i mean this, exactly. is what, this is what people are selling and it's everywhere i mean when you it's like when you buy a new car you know and you don't notice that car until you until you own that car and then you're driving around and you're like oh there's one oh my god there's another one yeah. and there's they're like everywhere all of a sudden When you have anxiety and you're clinging to the hope that something somewhere, someone knows about, someone has, is going to be able to help you, 
that's all you see. You're like, oh, maybe this bracelet, maybe this oil, maybe this, you know, maybe if I sleep more, maybe if I get 12 hours of sleep at night, you know, that'll help me be stronger. Or maybe if I exercise more, maybe if I drink more water. And like I said, I'm not saying stop exercising. I'm not saying, you know, sleep isn't important. Those are, you know, for me, especially sleep is a huge one. Like if I don't get enough sleep, I wake up in the morning, you know, it's already, it's, you know, you're starting at a deficit. So let's make sure that we're keeping ourselves healthy and, and drinking the water and exercising and, and paying attention to what we're, we're eating and, and taking care of ourselves. But like I said, it just, my brain, like it had just gotten so big. It was by far the, the biggest weight I was carrying out of everything else in my life. So describe your experience, you know, working with me with, you know, working with hypnosis, because I, I know, you know, this is one of the most common questions I get. I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Lauren gets this question a lot too. You know, people want to know what is the, because they're curious about what hypnosis is, right? But they don't know how it can help them. So ex, can you explain, you know, your experience working with hypnosis? What was that like for you? You know, what was going on when we were working together? Can you kind of paint that picture? Yeah. Um. So in all honesty, like, I just, I kind of, let everything go and just kind of let you drive the ship. And mm -hmm. I just, I kind of listened to everything you told me to do. And I was extremely which diligent. Which didn't include, which didn't, I don't mean to cut you off, but that didn't include, just so the audience knows, it did not <laughs> include spitting out jelly beans. No, no, there was none of that. <laughs> um, though I would have, you know, I would have figured it out. Um, but yeah, it was, I just kind of let you drive the ship. I was like, well, if, if he, you know, and I was wary because you put your trust in people, you know, and, and two, just before, I think it was just before. And I think I told you this, Troy, just before. And I think this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, I broke down and talked to my pediatrician or my pediatrician, goodness sake, you can tell my mom, I'm a mom. Um, I <laughs> talked to my primary care. And I was like, you know, I, I got to do something. And without even seeing me, we did a Zoom conference or whatever. Or I don't even know if it was Zoom. It might've just been over the phone. And he prescribed me an antidepressant. And I know there are, I have friends. There are hundreds and millions of people on these medications. And that's how, that's how like I, I would have done anything because I don't take medication. I'm one of those people, unless I'm dying, like, I don't want that stuff. Once it, once you swallow it, it's in there, you know, you're along for the ride, regardless of what it does. So I just, I'm really hesitant about doing that, but I didn't know what else to do. So he prescribed me that and I picked it up right after work. And that night I took my first one and I had a horrible anxiety attack, but I do, you know, self-admittedly, um, I'm fine with admitting my own faults, if you will. Um, I, have, you know, had anxiety surrounding taking medication. So I, I, that's what I chalked it up to. It's like, well, it's just, you know, it's, I'm doing it to myself, you know, I'm, I'm working myself into a lather, like my kids do before they get a flu shot and you know, oh my God, it's going to hurt. And everyone starts crying and it's a whole thing. And then it's done in two seconds. But you know, I was like, I'm doing it to myself. So I just, I pushed it away. I ignored it as best I could. Um, finally it was time to go to bed, praise baby Jesus. It was time to close my eyes and put the world away for the night. And I got up the next morning 
and I felt horrible. Um, my large muscles in my thighs, especially were like twitching. Um, I had the worst cotton mouth I have ever had in my entire life. Um, I felt like I was going to choke on a soggy bowl of Cheerios. Um, it was just, I felt horrible. I didn't feel my, like myself. Um, I just felt horrible and I knew it was from the medication. Um, and I, I, I have been me my whole life. So I know, you know, when I called my doctor and I told him he really, like, you could hear over the phone, like him tilting his head. And he's like, are you sure it's just not in your head? And that really kind of pissed me off to be completely frank. And I was, I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. Like, I'm not making this up. I know the difference between my anxiety and, you know, what is going on right now. And, you know, he's like, well, you know, you can break it in half and you can try again next week. And it messed me up enough to where I was like, no, sir. Like I, this is this, I I'm looking for a road and I'm not going to stop looking for a road, but I know this road is not it. Like I'm not going back down this one. I'm not trying it again. I'm done. Um, so that was the first and the last pill I took. And then, you know, then I found you, um, so to, to answer your question, um, I just kind of followed your lead and just blind faith, like a hundred million percent, just blind faith. Cause I was like, you know, if it's, if something's going to work, I really, I have to lean into it and I, I really have to give it the best shot that I can give. And it wasn't really, honestly, I I mean, there's, there was effort on my part because obviously I have to follow through with what, you know, I learned during our sessions and the things that you advised me to continue to do. So obviously there is effort, um, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't anything to write home about, if you will. It wasn't anything that like I'm breaking a sweat over doing. It's not like super strenuous homework that I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to fail this test. Like it was just simple things that, I could do that just helped me change my brain. And at the point where I was, I knew, thankfully, and Troy, you and I have talked about this in the past, obviously having the experience of having anxiety before and having anxiety attacks every single day, um, tiny bit of backstory. When my daughter was born, she was on a heart monitor and thank God nothing's wrong with her heart. And she's, she's a healthy child. And she's like, I said, almost 15 years old, but a heart monitor on an infant, it measures the heartbeat and it measures the rise and fall of their chest. If you've ever watched a baby sleep, their chest barely moves. So, you know, you're over there with a mirror trying to like, are they still breathing? Yes. Okay. They're fine. But this thing went off all the time. So my anxiety when she was a tiny baby was horrible. And I, I had panic attacks every day. I thought every time it went off, I was going to find my child dead. So it was, it was a horrible time, but I knew somehow I didn't know how, but I knew somehow I had conquered that before. So I knew, I knew it was, it was possible. And I just couldn't find my way back to that point. The second time around. I didn't know how to pull myself out of the quicksand I was sinking into. I, I didn't know what else to do. So that's what I was looking for. I wasn't, you know, I mean, if you could take a pill and just, oh, magically, you know, never have the problem. Yeah, that's great. But, you know, there's something to be said for learning skills too. And so I just really leaned into your directions and your, 
tutelage, if you will, of what to do. And I was very appreciative of your bedside manner and just, you know, your compassion for people who have anxiety is, you know, tenfold. And it's way more than I've ever gotten from any medical professional in my entire life. I mean, I don't even think my primary care has ever had an anxiety attack. So how could he, you know, I mean, I don't know. It was just, you were, you and your, in your own right, were very reassuring, you know, and it made it easier to trust you and to lean in. Like I, like I did. I bet you paid her to to say that, Troy. (laughs) You said it just like I wanted her to. Right. Gold star. (laughs) Natasha, I I love how self-aware you are. And really your words are wonderfully descriptive. Um, Since you are self-employed, if you're ever interested in being a hypnotist, keep that, that option open. Because you're right, it, it's very rewarding, the, the work that me and Troy get to do to support people individually. Yeah. And I'll tell this to clients, so tell me what you think if, if this sounds like um, a plausible theory. We have that ability, you know, self-hypnosis, even without knowing the word or any of the techniques. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we're doing self-directed neuroplasticity, right, which is just a fancier way of saying that same thing, yeah. what I think is we are capable but sometimes when we're in so much momentum with that issue, that the easiest, quickest way to get us out is to have a person support us. It's almost mm-hmm. like our brain responds because of the attention. Mm-hmm. You know, brain knows it's being observed. Yeah. Did it feel like that for you? Like, like Troy was just supporting you? Cause I know he put you in the driver's seat. Yeah. I think you hit it a hundred percent nail you know, on the head. Like I just, back when my daughter was young, I remember the moment, like I was in my master bathroom and I just was like staring at myself in the mirror. And I was like, so many emotions. I was pissed. I was tired. I was sad. I was frustrated. I was, you know, everything. And I, I just, you know, I, I, and I, you know, it must've been that like, you know, self hypnosis. And I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like I'm done. I'm done. I'm done feeling this way. I'm done worrying. I'm done having panic attacks, standing in the grocery checkout line and worrying, God, what if I, what if I pass out this time? And you know, the ambulance has to come and everyone's staring and it's a whole thing. And then I have to go to the hospital and then all the doctors think I'm crazy because pretty much I passed out for no reason because I'm just freaking myself out. And I just, you know, so at that point in my life, I just was able to kind of fix it myself. However, I did. But I think the momentum, I think you're absolutely right in that because at this point in my life, it wasn't just me. I mean, obviously I had children back then, but they were tiny little babies. Now I have three children. My youngest is 10 and they're all in this with me. They're all experiencing COVID. They're all, they don't know what's going on. They, you know, and then we had, um, I live in Rochester, New York, and we had, um, some kind of, they were talking about riots happening because of the, the black gentleman that, you know, the whole cop thing and everything. And my oldest daughter and I were at the grocery store when they came over the PA system. They're like, we're closing the store early because they were worried that riots were going to come. And my daughter looks to me, literally looks to me. And she's like, are we going to be okay? So I think that is the biggest difference in the momentum. Like it just, 
was a snowball on fire rolling down the steepest mountain. And I had no way to stop it myself. I mean, I was so caught up in it and, you know, worrying for my children, worrying for my husband. It just, it just wasn't me. Like I was worrying for the world. I was worrying for my neighbors. I was worried for our country. And I didn't, I I had no way of pulling myself out. And yeah, so having Troy there, I mean, that is a hundred million percent what I needed. Just someone to put a hand out and remain calm you know, and just be like, you know what? We can deal with this. It's okay. It's, it's fine that you had a complete freak out today. We're going to handle it. And, you know, let's talk about it. And just, you know, being able to be that calm, educated, compassionate, you know, knowledgeable person about the subject was everything that I needed. So we worked together and it's not like we just finished this yesterday, right? It's been a couple of months since we've worked together. We right. did refresh my memory, three sessions, correct? Was it three sessions? Yeah. Three sessions. And then, and, and you said that you've been dealing with this for two decades, at least, right? Yeah. So 20 years plus, probably 20 years around that time. Yeah. If you can imagine back to our first phone call, Natasha, on that first phone call, if I had said, Natasha, we're going to knock this out and we're going to allow you to control your emotional state so much better in three 90-minute sessions. And you've had this for, what, 20 years. What would you have told me (laughs) on on that call? Well, I think you might have mentioned it, honestly. You said something, I think, to the effect of, you know, being able to help people in the past. And I don't think I was in a place mentally where I would have laughed you out of the room. But... I was, I was cautiously optimistic. I'm like, okay, all right, Troy, sure thing, buddy. Like we're, we're going to go with, we're going to go with your belief on this. And that's, that was an important thing. And that's something that I want to convey to anyone that's listening. Like, I think it's very important to be pliable. Like it's very easy when you get into a state of, anxiety like I was to believe that this is just your lot in life. Like you're always going to have this anxiety. And although you might be hopeful somewhere deep in your brain somewhere, you know, I like to say my anxiety part of my brain and then my normal, you know, uh, just calm, logical part of my brain. So Mm -hmm. like the anxiety part of your brain will be like, yeah, but what if it doesn't work? What if, what is the, what if this is just how your life is? You know, what if you're one of the people that are just always going to be anxious? Um, what is that? You, what if again, that what if, what if, what if game? Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the, the horrible thing about, you know, the anxiety part of your brain, if you will, because it just feeds into it and feeds into it. And don't get me wrong. The logical part of my brain was really trying and it's like, okay, well, let's, let's take a breath and step back and not freak out here. And let's, let's look at the facts. You know, obviously you've been struggling with with this for a while and you haven't died yet. So, you know, gold star for that. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. But it's important for people to like, really, you know, don't marry yourself to it, not working you know, have, have more faith in yourself, you know, and in the process and give it, you know, a college try, if you will, you know, really lean in and, 
be dedicated because you are, are worth it. You know, it's worth trying. It's worth, you know, really giving it all you got. If, if you're truly, you know, looking to, to get to the other side where you have a better quality of life and your every single day isn't taken over by anxiety. We're so glad you said it because in a way it's, it's hope. And that is often discounted by people because it, it sounds too positive, too much like wishful Good, thinking. True. Yeah, yeah, but if you keep a little bit of hope, it really can be uh, medicinal. So you had the hope, you found the resource, and Troy instructed you through that process. Mm-hmm. But who really made the change? <laughs> I love how Troy always brings the full circle and he always brings it back to me reminding and, and, and owning the fact that I changed my own brain. Like he's always, you know, he's always like, yes, I did it, but who's the kick-ass person in this room? That's right. You know, you are, you know, and, and it is, it's true. You know, I mean, I don't like to toot my own horn. I'm definitely not one of those people. I'm more a helper you know, quietly in the corner than I am like flying my flag, like how awesome I am. But, you know, yeah, I definitely, you know, I committed, I committed to myself. I committed the time I committed, you know, the effort of doing it. And, and I changed my brain. And the thing that I think, you know, was great to know, and not everyone and Troy and I have discussed this, like not everyone has this obviously, but because I'd been through it before and, and stopped it, however, I stopped it. I know like, it's my brain that is doing this to me. Mm-hmm. I know that I've, I've gone to doctors, I've been examined. There's nothing medically wrong with me. Um, it's my brain running away with, with, myself and freaking myself out. So if my brain can do that, why can't my brain undo that? Mm-hmm. And I, I know it could because I, I, it, ha- it happened before. And I, you know, I had a good solid little while there without anxiety attacks every single day. So I know it's possible. And, you know, that's another thing you guys have to ask yourselves. Like if your brain is strong enough to cause you all this stress and anxiety and worry, then why do you think it's not strong enough to uncause it? Like it is, you know, and and take it from me. Like it is, it is, it is possible. And you just have to, you know, like I said, commit to, you know, the, the process and, and, you know, you're, you're worth your own time. You're worth sitting down, you know, and, and doing, doing the processes. So in, in closing this awesome interview, and, and we both appreciate you being on here and, and saying, you know, your story and, and giving people an idea and a glimpse behind the curtain, behind the scenes as to what hypnosis really is. Mm-hmm. I know there's going to be a lot of people listening to this episode, a lot of people listening to this show, this interview. What words of advice would you have for them, Natasha? You know, if they're on the fence, knowing that, you know, and experiencing now that you're this successful person that you've been able to manage, overcome, and deal with this stress and anxiety in, in so, so many different ways, so many better ways, you know, what would you say to people who are kind of on the fence and they really don't know what you know now? Get off the goddamn fence. <laughs> like <laughs> just, just stop, stop thinking about it. Stop worrying about it. Stop. Just, I mean, 
if you, if you're anything like me and you've tried things throughout the years to help you cope, and that's really all it is, is coping. It's just putting a bandaid on, you know, whatever it is, why not change whatever it is instead of just trying to cope instead of treading water, instead of, you know, just quote unquote, dealing with bad days. I mean, things are going to happen. Life happens, shit happens. And, and it gets stressful and it gets messy sometimes, especially if you have children, <laughs> if you, if you have little pieces of your heart walking around outside your body and you freak out all the time about what's happening to them, it's going to happen. But why not give yourself a fighting chance? Why not learn something new that can benefit you the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. I mean, why not learn a new skill that, you know, you can, you know, possibly share with, with your children, you know, if your children suffer, you know, or you have friends, you know, I mean, it's just a resource. Why would you not take the resource? Why would you not stick your hand out and, you know, grab onto somebody who has more knowledge and can help you? Like, just give it a shot. You really have nothing to lose. Right. Yeah, no negative side effects. Hypnosis is, it's sadly stigmatized, but that's the whole purpose is to help people move away from that word and recognize you're already doing it, whether or not you you thought you were. Because I was laughing when you were talking about the firing snowball, because our subconscious is so literal. And it's the consciousness that gets, you know, trapped in that what if pattern. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Thank you so much. I know this really is going to resonate because so many people are in their story and they might not find Troy on Facebook. So, yeah. so we hope they'll find him uh, through, through this podcast and in other realms that will let people know that hypnosis exists and yeah. you don't have to participate, just ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's my pleasure, honestly, because I've struggled and, and gone through so much in, you know, 20 plus years, I'll be 40 next year. And yeah, it's literally like half my life. And I am a huge advocate for mental health and, you know, talking and reaching out when you, when you're feeling like just crap, you know, and sometimes it's a real battle. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to see anyone lose that battle. I don't want to see anyone give up. Um, you know, whatever resource it is, please don't, you know, don't lay down and give up. Don't do that. You know, it, you're worth the fight. Your family's worth the fight. Your kids are worth the fight. Just, you know, try one more thing. Thank you so much, Natasha. Troy, you are awesome. I'm so happy you brought this like kick-ass person on to just share. I, it, a it's fun all thing. Natasha, man. I'll tell you what, I, I couldn't be more happy, more proud uh, to call her such a successful story. My friends, such a great person, mom, whatever it is, you know, fantastic 29-year-old, <laughs> whatever <laughs> it might be. She's She is the best. And I'm sure that I'm going to continue to get stories of people saying, I want to know more about that jelly bean leaf. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got, they've got a, another avenue on how to hear her story. So thank you so much for, for coming on our podcast. It's been our honor and our pleasure. Of course.
Yeah, truly. And guys out there listening, if you want to uh, get comments to us that we can send over to Natasha, go to that Facebook page, Co-Creation Nation, and check out the website Hypnosis in Action to get more information on your Troy or to see other upcoming events. We look forward to talking with you guys soon. Take care. Bye.